0: One of the things that Brett and I have had to discuss is like, how do we create this household where you are able to be a moderator and thrive as a moderator, and I'm able to thrive as an abstainer? And that's where our the rule system came in. Of like, okay, if I'm going to have this, then if I'm going to have, you know, a drink that night, I I need to make sure to pre plan ahead. So I'm planning ahead from my zone rather than in-the-moment decisions. Because when I'm in in in-the-moment decisions, I will always, 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 at least for right now in my life, choose things that do not help me be the person I want to be. What is up, sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast, where we discuss all things perfectionism, all or nothing syndrome, like we're discussing today, and procrastination, going after your goals, how to stop self-sabotaging, and also how to make perfectionism, in my opinion, your superpower. But today, we're really diving into a topic that has honestly been on my mind. You know how you hear a podcast episode, or even you listen to something in a book, or someone says something to you, you hear a TED Talk, you watch a TikTok, I don't know, and someone says something And it just like, whoa, it hits you in a way that you didn't ever expect it to. And this happened to me literally about seven years ago. It happens to me a lot, but seven years ago is really what we're talking about today. When I was listening to a podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin, we've discussed it many times on the show. It is an awesome podcast, little bite-sized snippets. It's a great, great show. There's like 500 episodes or something crazy like that. So you never out a content there. Um, but her and her sister, Gretchen Rubin and her sister, Elizabeth craft, who's a TV writer and producer, were discussing this idea of all or nothing syndrome, how it can be good for you. And more specifically using this framework that Gretchen created called abstaining versus moderation. And I really wanted to do a podcast on this for a while because I think it's really helpful for perfectionists um, who tend to lean a little bit more into that all or nothing brain in the first place. And don't get me wrong. We've done an entire podcast on all or nothing syndrome and how it can be really, really unhelpful for us going after our goals, for our health, for our our mental well-being, for feeling like we're, you know, either needing to be all 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 in on our goals and then some or we're the laziest fucking person in the world. Today we're going to be talking about it more as um, you know, giving into temptations or giving um, you know, like rules around your life and stuff like that that actually make it a lot easier. But we're using this framework of abstaining versus moderating. And in case this is your first episode because everyone's First episode begins somewhere, and maybe this is your first one. Hello, my name is Nicole Baker. I am a coach for perfectionists, a podcaster, like you're listening to this podcast right now, and also an international speaker specializing in high achievers with perfectionism, helping people go from that super, super high hustle culture to achieving goals with fun, fulfillment, and a whole lot of free time. Three things that high achievers tend to not really enjoy. I'm a huge believer, huge, huge, huge believer in dropping the self-flagellation, self-hatred to get yourself to the next level. And I see a lot of high achievers do that. And a lot of high achievers tend to live in this all or nothing syndrome. A lot of perfectionists, because a lot of perfectionists are high achievers. And the, I want to start this this conversation off with actually a quote that made Gretchen. Which, by the way, if you have not heard of Gretchen Rubin, she is fucking phenomenal. She's the author of the Four Tendencies, The Happiness Project, Better Than Before, Outer Order, Inner Calm. Like she has many, many, many books. She's incredibly intelligent. But one of the things I love about her is she explains human behavior. In a way that is so, I don't want to say dumbed down, but conversational. A lot of times, you know, you can read a book on habits or neuroscience or mental health and stuff like that. And it's very technical. It's very scientific. And to be honest, while those are great, I do enjoy those books quite a lot. When it comes to absorbing information, that more conversational style, it's what we're used to. It's what we use every single day. And that's what I really enjoy with Gretchen and her work is she leans into that a lot more. So if you're a client of mine and this sounds familiar, yes, it's because the four tendencies is a um, personality framework that I actually make all of my clients before they start working with me, take this quiz, take this personality framework. It's Uh, the four tendencies and the Enneagram so that I know best how to coach you, how to show up for you as an accountability partner, because based off the four tendencies, people need different things. So if you're a client of mine, That would be why this sounds familiar. But apart from the four tendencies, because we actually have an entire episode devoted to the four tendencies, we're stepping away from that and leaning more into this abstaining versus moderation. So what made Gretchen first start thinking about this as a framework, thinking about this as people are split into one of two categories, abstainer versus moderator? She was listening to, excuse me, she was reading a, um, I believe it was an article with one of her favorite writers, Samuel Johnson, who's an 18th century essayist. I did not know who the fuck this person was before I listened to this podcast episode and did a little bit more research. Um, He's a pretty cool dude, turns out. But one of the things that uh, his friend was asking him was like, hey, do you want some wine? Basically, he said it much more like 18th century lingo. Do thou want some wine? And Samuel Johnson says, No abstinence is as easy to me as temperance would be difficult. Let me say that one more time because it took a second for this to sink in for me. No, abstinence is as easy to me as temperance would be difficult. So basically saying it is easier for me to just say no to the wine. No, I don't really drink wine. No, this is not something for me than to just have a little teeny tiny sip. So this is where this abstainer versus moderator came in. So let's talk about what the hell is an abstainer, what the hell is a moderator. I'm going to go with abstainer first. So abstainer is an all or nothing mindset. They find it easier, abstainers find it easier to give something up all together than to just have a little bit of something. So thinking about, I mean, alcohol is a great example. I'll also throw in, for me, one of the things that... um because I am definitely an abstainer. I I fought it for so long. I thought it was really unhealthy. I'll talk about that more in a second. And I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, am I destined for all or nothing? But then I realized like this moderation shit does not work for me with a very, very, very notable exception. Um, But again, we'll get to that. So for instance, five, six, actually closer to six years ago now, I was at a point in my life with food and health that I was, I was coming off of a knee injury. So I was incredibly like sedentary. I hadn't done a lot of movement. And I was just in a place where not that I was angry at my body at how it looked. I wasn't like shaming it or anything. I was just at the point where I was like, I'm ready to feel better. I'm ready to feel healthier. I'm ready to feel like I'm back to me again with my energy, with Um, you know, how I feel when I look at myself in the mirror, so on and so forth. And I want to be very clear. I have had, I, I've dealt with an eating disorder for three years. Um, way, way, way back when, um, I was very fortunate to do a lot of mental work around that do a lot of self-love body, love, all that kind of stuff. So I had really healed that side of me. So I want to be extremely clear. So if this is triggering, just go ahead and skip ahead a few minutes. But, um, I want to be extremely clear that that part of me had already been really, really, really healed. So going into this, you know, out of this knee injury, really feeling frustrated and just ready for a change. Um, I had been hearing from people about this thing called whole 30. Now I am not a fad diet person. I think that diets are fucking ridiculous, That's a whole other podcast that I'm going to have a, that I would want to have a professional on for, if I'm being honest. But for me personally, I was not in a place where I wanted to do this like fad diet, but I was in a place where I was like, I need some hard and fast rules because right now just having a little sugar sometimes is not sometimes for me. It is a 2 a.m. McDonald's blizzard flurry, whatever it is, McFlurry run with chicken nuggets dipped in honey with also French fries and a large whatever. Like it was, it was not, oh, I'll just have it a little bit. It was a lot. And it was to the point where I was like, I am not enjoying how I feel. So I was like, you know what? Let me just try this like hard and fast. Here's the things that you can have. Here's the things that you can't have for 30 days and it was so freeing. Here's the funny thing for a lot of abstainers, that structure, that hard and fast, I'm doing this, I'm not doing this. Those rules around things is what gives you the freedom. I was actually listening to a podcast much more recently, like if you found it a month ago and I've listened to it like probably four or five times since, because it's such a good episode, um, of a podcast with, Brene Brown. And she is talking about how, when she is in her what she calls food zone, when she is eating in a very certain way and abstaining from the things that don't make her feel good, she's been sober for a really long time. She uh, eats mainly like keto style. She doesn't really like to call it keto, but it's a keto esque um, version of foods and they make her feel like she is absolutely 100% the person that she wants to be. So I describe it almost like this when I'm in my quote unquote food zone, which tends to lean a little bit more paleo for me, at least, Um, I am my best. I am my most energized. I'm the happiest because I don't have like a lot of um, negative things swirling around in my head. I don't have a lot of anxiety. I've noticed a huge connection between alcohol and heightened anxiety for me when I am basically like drinking very, very little. I'm talking like half of a cider in a night. Like that that is what I do. Um, Like if I'm drinking very, very little, if I am eating mainly whole foods that make me feel really, really good, I am in my zone. And that to me is a lot of the abstainer mindset, whereas this is the funny thing. So let's go into moderator. So that's the abstainer. And it's it's not just around food. It's not just around alcohol. It's around exercise. It's around, um, uh, I'm trying to think any, it's around, clothes you wear. It's around, I mean, um, books that you read, how you spend your time. There's so many different things. Apps on your phone. Hello, social media. Abstaining is a huge thing. A lot of people think that they can do moderation with uh, social media. And then they're wondering, oh my God, I just scrolled for four hours and I feel like terrible. But I said I was only going to do a little bit. So we'll talk about that more in a second. But so moderators are people who are really good. With saying, oh, I'll just have something sometimes, or I'll just do a little bit, or they indulge basically moderately. So, um, and this is a funny thing Gretchen said. She says they tend to get rebellious when they're told that they can't have something. So, for instance, my partner Brett, who you heard last week on the on the show about uh, all of our journey with wedding planning and all this stuff, um, he was at an appointment it was a whole long story, but, um, basically this appointment said like, Hey, you should really think about cutting out gluten. And he was fucking furious. Now we're not huge, like gluten people to begin with, but he was like, no, like I can do it just a little bit. Like, and he can, he's a wonderful example of a moderator. Like he can open up, uh, the freezer, grab a thing, of ice cream, open it up, have three bites, put it away and like put it back in the freezer. And I like, I stare at him with my jaw dropped because if it was me, I would go in, I'd grab said ice cream thing. I'd come to the couch, I'd open it up. And then the next thing I know, I'm like literally halfway through the thing. <laughs> like, So for me, it's like, I don't have that ability to just say, oh, I'll just do three bites and then put it away unless actually I'll get that to, to that in a second. So I want you to start thinking like, do you lean into the moderator or to the abstainer? Now I want to be really clear because I think abstaining gets a really bad rep. And I, I'm trying to think of how to handle this with care, but to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, so I'm just going to speak from the heart. There's this huge thing going around social media right now that's like, if you're cutting out something all or nothing, you're this terrible, terrible person and you're preaching the bad word and all of this stuff. And it for me, I, after years of hearing that, because it's been going around for a while, hearing that for so long, I was thinking, oh my God, I can't be an abstainer because abstainers are bad abstainers are um, dirty, abstainers are this all or nothing monster, abstainers are these people who are like, you know, just whatever. And here's the deal. If someone is preaching abstaining, is preaching that all or nothing, because that's the way that you're going to get to the next level. That's the way that you're going to lose weight. That's the way that blah, 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 blah. That is a red flag to me. hundred percent. If someone tells me you have to cut out carbs, because that's the only way you're going to lose weight. I fucking saw this the other day. Someone was like, fruit is bad for you. You have to cut out fruit. I literally laughed and closed the app. I was cackling because I'm like, first of all, don't tell me what the fuck to do for my body. Like that might work for you. That's fucking fantastic. But for me, I love fruit. I fucking love fruit fruit. I have a fruit smoothie every single morning that is packed with bananas and and strawberries and blueberries. And I fucking love it. So like bite my ass. And secondly, that's not how people work. That's not how everyone works. There's a lot of people who lean into moderation and that's great. I want to make that very clear. If you're a moderator, fucking fantastic. I honestly envy you. I really do. I honestly envy you. But I was so... Against leaning into my abstainer nature for so long, because there was all this like bad um, energy, there was all this bad lingo around it. And these people who I really, really admire and look up to in the etherverse were very much preaching moderation. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that. You know, I can do that. But much like Brene Brown, when I'm in moderation, I'm not in my zone and I feel it heavily heavily, heavily. I had, um, a night over the holiday season where I was like, you know what, like I can just do a little bit of moderation with drinking. I had a little bit more than normal. I mixed some alcohols and I woke up the next day and had like a 20 minute long panic attack. And I was like, I am not a moderator. I don't, I just do not think I can do this moderation thing. Now here's my big asterisk for, and this, this is, um, something I've I've seen really work well for me. And I want to hand it to you on a silver platter if you are also an abstainer and this might work well for you. I lean into moderate tendencies around things like food, around things like nowadays with food, because I did Whole30 on and off for like three years. And I loved it. It honestly was like a really good way for me to reset my relationship with food. And this sounds so twisted, I know, but it was a really good way for me to, re- I want to be really clear, me, this is, this is what worked for me. Um, it was a great way for me to reset my relationship with food because I had never looked at ingredients before. I had never looked at, um, Oh, I, I never been like curious about how this processed food versus this whole food affects my body and my energy post. I'm not talking about how I look. I'm talking entirely about my mental energy, how it affects my sleep, how it affects me as a coach. I notice a huge difference between when I have had a little bit more processed food. And don't get me wrong. There are times in my life where I'm like, honestly, the world's on fire a little bit. I need to just do shit. That's super easy going out. I need to pick up stuff. That's easy from the frozen food section that I can just pop in the, you know, the pizza in the fucking oven and call it a day. And that's, that is a choice on my end. And I'm very like, I would not give up that choice for anything. There are times in place for it but i do make a decision in those moments because if i was a moderator and i just had like oh you know you can have pizza sometimes nicole i would be uncontrollable and here's actually a recent example my um there's this fucking good pizza place down the street from us right now and um brett and i would like order from there and i was uncontrollable i was like i fucking love this this is so yummy I slept so terribly that night. The next day I was so anxious. I felt so, so, so foggy. I was exhausted. And I had a long, long cry, not because of like, oh my God, I'm so terrible. I have pizza, but because I was like, I feel terrible. Everything feels really heavy and hard. So for me, really abstaining leans into Me helping control my anxiety. If I'm being straight up honest, I'm actually realizing this in real time. Now, again, how however, with Brett, he was able to, you know, he's able to order the pizza, he's able to have like a slice and a half or whatever he has, they're really big slices, and um, and call it good. And that's that that works for him. And I'm again, I'm honestly so jealous. Here's another really common one, because I know food and alcohol and stuff like that can be really really triggering for people. So if you're kind of like, oh my God, I like food and abstaining and moderating. Here's another example, social fucking media. When it is just like on your phone, no limits, no nothing. It's just like on your phone. You say, oh, I'll just hop on this app. Sometimes it has been proven that people spend way, 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 way more time than they think they do on social media. In fact, there was a study done not too long ago that said people spend around five hours a day on their phone. They did a poll of like hundreds of Americans. I can't remember the exact number, but hundreds of Americans. And on average, it was five hours a day on their phone, whether that's checking email, social media, um, playing games, so on and so forth. And for me, when I was starting to learn about Honestly, it was around productivity. I took moderation and abstaining completely out of this. But for me, when I was learning about productivity, I was like, I know I am wasting so much effing time on my phone. And it's causing me to talk negatively to myself. It's causing me to compare myself to other people. It's causing me to feel like I'm never getting anything done. Oh my God, all these things that I wanted to get done today. And I'm focusing on all the things that I didn't get done today, whatever. And Finally, I was like, okay, for me, I need to put hard and fast rules around my phone. I am on the app at this point. I am not on the app at this point. So for me right now, a good example is a way that I lean into my abstainer here is I have a rule that between 8 p.m. and 7 a.m., my phone is dark. My phone is on dark. (laughs) None of the apps are available with the exception of like but literally like my text messages just in case. And um uh what's the other one? Lyft and Uber, I think of the other two, just in case I'm out and about and I need to access those things. Um, which lol, me out and about past eight. That's funny. Um I don't know when the last time that <laughs> was, but Like I have a few apps just for safety that I can access, but everything else is dark. Now it is like I can override it if I absolutely need to. But for me, just having it dark is enough for me to say, okay, that's right. It's, you know, between these two hours, I don't go on this app. And that is so helpful because I know if I said, oh, just scroll for five minutes, it would not be five minutes. I just, I know myself well enough for that. For me, also having a an an limit on certain apps so like social media for me for 30 minutes a day has worked extremely well. After those 30 minutes, my time is done. And the only unless is if I'm like content creating that day and it just takes me longer than 30 minutes. It is very annoying when you're in the middle of filming a video and then the like, you've reached your time limit. And you're like, I was in the zone. <laughs> and then you have to redo it. It is incredibly, incredibly annoying. However, that's that annoyance is well worth it to me to have that, that, hey, you've reached your time limit. That is incredibly, incredibly well worth it to me. So I I, I really want you to think about this beyond Like the word temptations is what Gretchen uses. Like what are some temptations that you have in your life? So for me, temptations include my phone, 100%. For me, temptations include things that don't make me feel very good, things that I feel foggy and bad after alcohol, Um, definitely certain types of alcohol more than others. It's funny. I've learned that cider is like the only alcohol that I can drink and have like a full cider and be like, yeah. Yeah good. I think I I'm fine. The next day I can sleep really well, but if I had a full glass of wine, I'm, I'm like waiting, like one full glass of wine. It's ridiculous. One full glass of wine. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I have sweats. Like, and here's something I actually didn't talk about earlier. Um, way back when I'm talking almost like, wow, we're coming up on like almost eight years ago. Um, I was in a friend group that not friend, not eight years ago this is less than that. It's probably around six years ago, actually. I think it was around the time of my knee, uh, my knee injury. That's a whole other story. It's a very funny one, though. <laughs> I will say that. It involved my one and only Tinder experience and a concert in which I um, shut down the concert and was brought out on a stretcher and high-fived the lead guitarist on the way out from my stretcher. Good times. There's the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> but... Um, Around this time, I think it was a little bit before then. I realized that just like drinking in me, I I had I had no control. Like I, I and I say that with unfortunately, a very very serious with that. Like I, I had very little control when it came to understanding where was my limit. And again, this kind of goes back to like as an abstainer, I sometimes don't know where my limit is. I sometimes don't know when I've hit my limit with alcohol. I sometimes don't know when I've hit my limit with um, social. I never know when I hit my limit with social media because it's programmed to keep you on the app. Um, There are times where I have like, I have way too much of something that is processed and I feel sick afterward, like, because I just didn't know where to stop. And for me in this moment with alcohol, I hit a point where I was like, I need to just cut it out cold turkey. I, I had to like get it under control because I didn't see it going in a very good spot. Alcoholism unfortunately runs in my family and I was just kind of getting some red flags where I was like, I don't see this going very well. So I cut out cold Turkey. I made a hard and fast rule. Like I do not drink. Now here's a fun thing that I did. And I highly recommend this for you all who are abstainers who are wanting to play around with this more. Um, I, I, I had a rule that if I went out and about, because my thing was like, I always just wanted to have something in my hand. I just always wanted to have something to sip on. And for me, that's probably a little bit of my social anxiety. Like, if my hands are just dangling, I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. How do I, what do I do with these? Like, I don't know. And so for me to have something to hold on to is, is just like a little like comfort blanket. And when it was something alcoholic, I just realized I would sip, 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 sip. Oh fuck. It's empty. Go get another one. Sip, 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 sip. And then the next thing I know I'm in another world and that world is probably my toilet bowl. But I finally was like, okay, what if I just had like club soda and lime? Like, what if that was my whole thing to hold and sip? And I tried this out and it worked fucking wonders. I just had a club soda in my hand and it was my comfort blanket. It didn't need to be alcoholic. It was just something in my hand. And so I still actually live by this because I think that especially in big settings, like for instance, you know, my wedding's coming up, I am planning on having many, 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 many seltz, not seltzers. What are they called? I uh, know. Yeah. Seltzer waters, seltzer water, not the hard seltzer water where it has alcohol, the like non-hard seltzer water where it's just like LaCroix, um, having that in my hand, uh, during different parties and stuff because we're gonna have like a whole weekend celebration rather than just like a one day. And so I'm wanting to have like something in my hand that is not alcoholic because I really want to be present that weekend. And I know the second I have more than one drink, my presence just goes out the window. So me really planning ahead. So for me as a mod excuse me, for me as an abstainer, in order for me to have a little bit of that moderation, have a little bit of that like, okay, I eat healthy Healthy meaning for me, whole foods, I'm mostly paleo, so on and so forth. Again, healthy is completely subjective. Please hear me on that. I am not preaching Whole30 to anyone. I need to make sure you guys hear that. Um, but for me, in order to eat in my food zone, that means about like 85, 80% of the time is in the food zone. I'm you know, feeling really good. I'm doing whole foods that make me feel really good. I'm doing low sugar if any sugar, so on and so forth. And 15, 20% of the time is letting myself have, have that freedom, letting myself be able to go out to dinner and order whatever the fuck I want, because I enjoy that balance. For me, that works really well. However, whenever I'm like, okay, I really want to stay in my food zone. I want to be really intentional with this. When I do lean more into that 15, 20%, I just make an intention before going in, you know, like, Going into this wedding, I'm only going to have a X amount to drink on the rehearsal dinner, and the rest is going to be sparkling water. That to me, I'm so like the second I made that decision, like everything in my body just like relaxed. For me, having those hard and fast rules around social media, it's not that I'm off social media entirely. It's that I have these rules around it that make it really, really easy. Now, again, as a moderator, you're probably sitting here being like, "What?" the literal fuck is this girl talking about that sounds really like, that sounds wild. And like, oh my God, that sounds like way too much structure. And to be honest, that's the thing as moderators, the structure is like a huge turnoff and that's okay. If you are not a structure person with this, lean into that superpower. Again, I will say it again. I'm so jealous of you in that way, but me knowing myself, knowing that when it comes to letting those temptations in games on my phone, I actually just recently got Duolingo on my phone and I'm really excited about it. But having Duolingo on my phone now, I have to have like a time limit on it. Cause for me, it is like a game. It's like, yeah, I'm learning Italian for my honeymoon in a year. I'm really excited about that. And I, I'm like learning all these little things, but for me, it is still very gamified. And I think that's, you know, part of the brilliance of the app. But for me to have a time limit to say, okay, after this amount of time, I'm going to log off and, you know, do something totally different where I'm just like not glued to my phone the entire time. Um, this is the last thing I want to say on like what I'm doing around moderation versus abstaining. Um, we're going to kind of make this a short and sweet episode today, but my email on my phone. And this is something I'm actually going to be working on in real time because something I am realizing is that when it comes to having email on my phone, yeah, I have my rule around it from like the 8 PM to 7 AM is like, you know, no email like that. That app is dark during the day, even though I'm normally at my computer because <laughs> I'm like working or I'm, you know, um making a course or I'm making a, you know, Podcast episode, like I am here. Sometimes I'll like be like, oh, like my email, blah blah blah. I've actually been really good about catching it during the day now, which I'm very very glad. But when it's on my phone, it's just so easy for me to um, open up to, and I'm noticing it's becoming my new uh, base level zero app that I go to. It used to be Instagram, now it's becoming my email. And it's funny because I never respond to anyone on my phone. I never, never, never do that because I like being able to do it at my computer and be able to type it out, see the full thing, make sure typos are not present. Because if you've been on my email lists, you know I am a typo queen. (laughs) To be honest, I'm just embracing it at this point. But for me, I know that's me. I'm needing to do is either putting a app limit around email or quite frankly, maybe just taking it off my phone. I know for the week of my wedding and the week of my mini moon, because Brett and I are doing a week away in a cabin in the woods, speaking to literally not a soul, and I'm so excited. Um, But one of the things that I know I'm going to need to do is like move all of the apps that I am like these are for business, do not touch these, Nicole. Move them away to like a like a abyss in my phone so it's just like those are just not even in my in my line of sight and one of my favorite phrases is out of sight out of mind right and so for me to be able to look at that and be like okay i don't even see my email i don't even see my scheduling app for my clients like i don't even see those so like they are just non-existent for a minute and i'm for those of you who are like oh my God, she's abandoning her clients because i know the internet so oh. you know the song it's coming out right now and by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be like, uh, it's been stuck in everyone's heads for like over a month now. It's the fish song. The like, why is everybody on the internet so mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm experiencing a lot of fish haters on the internet recently. So I'm covering my ass there. But to be honest, I'm having a conversation with all of my clients. They know I'm taking two weeks off and we're adjusting their contracts accordingly. There you go. There's there's that for you little fish haters out there. Um. So... <laughs> Last but not least, I just want to like last thing on abstaining versus moderation. This is not something I want people to overthink too much because sometimes when we overthink, we can get a little bit obsessive, which is where that all or nothing syndrome I think can be really, really, really detrimental. So um, for those of you who are like, oh, I think I'm definitely an abstainer. And look, here's the deal. I want to highlight this one more time because I think this is really important. We're in a state in the world right now, where there's phases on social media. And when those phases happen, it is like capital T truths of this is how you need to live your life. And when we're on social media, our walls are down. And when we say, when we see someone saying, this is how you need to live your life, you cannot. um, Like I, I follow a lot of people who are very, very moderator friendly, who are very much like, have the fucking potato chip, like eat, drink the glass of wine. And honestly, I love that. I prefer to follow those types of people, but there was a while where it got into my head so much that I, that I was like, Oh my God, like I should be able to just have a glass of wine or have a potato chip or whatever. But for me, it's just like, when I start doing that, it's, it's just, it's a slippery slope for me. And so for me, it's actually easier to just say, hey, I'm just going to cut this out all together because when I do that, I feel the most on, I feel the most like me and quite frankly, like the person I'm wanting to be. And so- one of the things that Brett and I have had to discuss is like, how do we create this household where you are able to be a moderator and thrive as a moderator, and I'm able to thrive as an abstainer? And that's where our the rule system came in. Of like, okay, if I'm going to have this, then if I'm going to have, you know, a drink that night, I I need to make sure to pre plan ahead. So I'm planning ahead from my zone rather than in the moment decisions. Because when I'm in, in the moment decisions, I will always, 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 at least for right now in my life, choose things that do not help me be the person I want to be, whether that's through my phone, whether that's through email, whether that's through social media, whether that's through alcohol or food or whatever it is. And so I want to talk to you abstainers for one moment. It's okay to be an abstainer. It's okay to lean into that superpower of black and white here. I do believe that there is a place where all or nothing syndrome is not helpful. Going after our goals is not helpful when it comes to all or nothing syndrome. That is where I I embrace moderation like never, ever, ever before. But when it comes to things that make you feel like like, again, going back to that word temptations, having, learning which one you are and leaning into it a little bit more, I think it's just a way of knowing yourself better. So this is a really interesting topic. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Are you an abstainer? Are you a moderator? I know we talked a lot about abstaining because I think that those tend to be, abstaining tends to be a bit of a more hard and fast kind of thing. Maybe hard and fast isn't the right word, but abstaining tends to be a little bit more layers. It has a lot of layers to it. Whereas moderation is you have something sometimes, you don't you like, you know, you you have something sometimes, and that's totally fine. Again, I will say it one last time. How? How do you do it? <laughs> I would love to know, but I would love to hear from you guys. Are you an abstainer or are you a moderator? I would love, love, love to know. So send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com or send me a DM on the Instagram at lifecoachbaker. Um, let's do some quick segments before we wrap up for today. day. First and foremost, how was I a perfectionist this week? You know, I have something written down on my notes here, but I'm actually going to go off the cuff real time. I was really nervous to do this episode straight up. I was really, really nervous to talk about this, um, because I was afraid of getting a lot of hate around abstaining and how my view of abstaining and actually I'm literally realizing in real time. When I was listening to that episode with Bernie Brown, she has mentioned that she used to let other people draw the lines in the sand around what made her feel the most on and what made her feel off. So, like for me right now, if I were to listen to other people let them draw the line in the sand of what makes me feel on and off, it would be able to, you know, have like um it'd be able to be more of that moderator. It would also be don't eat fucking fruit. I mean, like literally it, it like. It's impossible to do everything. And so I I I really the reason I finally decided to sit down and hit record on this episode is because first and foremost, I know at least one person listening to this right now probably had one of those moments of like, oh fuck, yeah. I I needed a framework around this. I needed to know which one I am, whether it is a moderator or an abstainer. And the second reason is to be quite honest, I'm fucking tired of trying to cater to anyone and everyone. Here's a n- recent example. I was uh I was sending out an email to my email list recently where um you know it was like a, it was a uh email explaining a step-by-step exercise of like how to approach your weekend so you don't feel like oh my god I need a weekend for my weekend. And I got a lot of great responses. I got people saying, "Oh my god, this was so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you." And I had one person, one person reply back and just say, like, stop emailing me. I think was the exact words. What she said it was stop emailing me. And I cried. I cried so hard because I was really excited about this email. I was really proud of it. Um, I had been doing some promotion for a different, um, uh, thing that I was a part of. And I was really looking forward to finally just like giving value to my email list. Like I'm going to be straight up with you. Like I, I love giving value to my email list and it felt really, really sad that this was the thing that someone was like, stop emailing me on. And my old perfectionist self came up. I was like, oh my God, I'm a burden to other people. Oh my God. I overstepped. Oh my God. This person's mad at me. Oh my God. What a And finally, I realized I was like, I am only looking at the negative experience here rather than the other people who emailed me back saying how fucking helpful this was. Here's an example of that all or nothing syndrome not being helpful. Great example right here. I just realized. So honestly, that's how I was perfectionist this week. These two different areas of trying to, you know, I'm going to be honest. I I almost don't want to listen back to this episode because I know that there are some times where I was kind of like bouncing back and forth and I... I I a year ago me would never have admitted that on this show, but I'm gonna put my walls down and say, hey, I noticed that I just did that and I'm sorry. Like I'm working on it, just so you guys know. And hey, if we're not always working on ourselves, then what the fuck is the point? Number two, what is a goal of mine to celebrate? So um in working in unshakable CEO, we just finished up that group program. It was fucking amazing. It was so, so fun. It was just like powerhouse three weeks. Um, one of the things that I was saying to the group when we were breaking down goals in the, st- in the strategy module uh, around business is I really wanted to start getting back into speaking and applying. It had kind of taken a back burner because other things needed a priority. I was doing some promotional stuff for collabs that I was doing. I was working on Unshakable CEO, all this stuff. And I am over the trying to do everything all at once everywhere. Um, It was just not helpful. So I was like, okay, this is the thing that's going to take the back burner. It'll come back later. And recently I found this thing that I applied to for a speaking gig, and I'm really, really excited about it. I have no idea if I'm fucking going to get it, but it just feels good to get back out there. So I'm celebrating the fact that that goal is coming back. Then I'm getting back into it. And then I really missed it. I'm excited to get back into speaking in real time. Friends, lizards, whoever you are. I'm very, very grateful for you all being here. If you listen to this entire way through, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you all know just how much I love you, just how much I freaking adore you. You all are my favorite people in the world, this community. I still have to pinch my my sometimes, I still have to pinch myself sometimes and be like, wow, like you... you did it. You've made this community and it's here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to do a quick little, um, podcast review reading. So this is from Michelle or Mick Michelle. It looks like Michelle, just without an eye, Michelle six, nine, zero. Um, they say, love this podcast. Great takeaways. And Nicole's energy is totally inspiring. She is awesome. Thank you, Mick. Hello, Michelle. I'm going to assume it's Michelle. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Um, If you guys want to hear your rating and review read out loud on the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and hit that little review button. It's super, super easy. It takes two seconds. I guarantee you, Michelle690 probably wrote this in 35 seconds, maybe even less. And guess what? Everyone has a spare 35 seconds in their day to help out a podcaster in need. Do not do this with just my show. Please, 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 any podcast that you listen to, go in, go to the ratings, put a little love note in that review section because it really, really helps other podcasts, or excuse me, other podcast listeners find the show and um, helps them go up the charts, which helps them make more content, which we bring to you for free. We love doing it. So please take a moment, review that podcast. I would really greatly appreciate it. If you enjoy this episode, you know what I'm going to say. Share it with a friend, share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I would love to see it. I would love to give you a big old virtual hug as a result. And sweet, beautiful friends, thank you for being here today. Do not forget to reach out to me and tell me, are you an abstainer or a moderator or kind of a hybrid, kind of like I am with my rules? Nope, I'm definitely an abstainer. Um, but you guys, I adore you so, so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.